Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Like, Click and Share podcast. My name is Darren Winter and I'm the host and with us is the wonderful Gemma Walton. How are you doing Gemma? I'm all right Darren, how are you? Yeah, doing great, thanks very much indeed. Uh, on this podcast today, we're going to be talking about e-commerce and uh, hopefully that's what you want to hear because that's probably what you clicked on. Um, and we're going to be talking about the importance um, of research before you start your e-commerce journey. So there's some of the things you should be considering. If you've never done e-commerce before, so thinking about um, some of the things involved, it's not just about putting products together in a store and hoping people um, buy them. Um, we'll have a look at the customer journey. We talked about the importance of that and how you can understand what your um, customers view. And then also we're going to, well, Gemma is going to be talking about best practices um, for homepage layout um, and what to include and also some tips about increasing sales as well for e-commerce. Um, but this is a fairly compact podcast. We've got a lot to fit in and uh, so sort of bear with us. So we're going to kick off with, or well, I'm going to kick off with research. So I had this down because um, when I'm helping um, clients with websites, the first thing um, is that you need to figure out what it is that you're selling. That sounds a really stupid question. Um, but it's say, let's say, if you're a T-shirt printer, so how many people out there are already doing um, T-shirt printing? There's loads already out there. So you have to think, like, what's unique about you? Is it the designs? Is it the cotton of the, of the, um, or the fabric of the T-shirts? Um, is it uh, for particular sports? Uh, you know, what, what's the angle here? And that's really important because you need to assess um, your marketplace. So you need to do a SWOT analysis. So strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So think about who you're going to be competing against. Have a look at their website. So the layout, design, the colors, price points. How do they sell? How many steps do you have to go through to, in order to buy it? What's the service like? What are their promotions and prices? So all those types of things, and at that stage, you, if you've looked at two or three competitors, you should be sort of listing down their kind of good points and um, not so good points. Those are your opportunities for you, um, the kind of the areas that where they're not doing so well. Those are the areas that you can kind of like really mop up on. Uh, and then in terms of your research, I've got some other notes here and sort of think about how you're going to, get your feed, how are you going to get your um, your money? So who are you going to work with in terms of your payment processor? So if you're on Shopify, Shopify do their own payment processing service and they do that at a discount rather than use Stripe or PayPal. But if you're on Squarespace or WordPress, you can use Stripe and PayPal. Um, PayPal is fairly, well, it is trusted as a payment provider, um, but they can be, the fees can be quite high. I think they have reduced them this year. Um, but uh, they're still fairly high compared to most. Um, Stripe typically is the lowest. It's 1.4% plus 20 pence in the UK. Um, so definitely worth checking out. And the great thing about Stripe, you, even if you don't have an e-commerce platform, you can now create buttons on your website and then just create links within PayPal. And then you can just create your own links to, to get money. So it's really quite easy to set up. So definitely have a look at that. I'll, I'll make sure I can find a link Pop it in the show notes. Think about e-commerce costs. So how much is it going to cost you to set the platform up? So if you're on Squarespace, Wix, 
Shopify, you'll have to pay subscription fee for that first. Uh, look at the features, making sure that you've got e-commerce included because it doesn't always uh, be included. So like Squarespace and Wix, you might have to pay a premium to go on the business plans. Um, and then think about more practical things. So like, how are you going to get people to be aware of your products? So do you already have a mailing list? So, you know, maybe three, 400 people or even more. Um, do you have a, a, you know, a high uh, amount of followers on your Facebook page that you can sell to? Or are you starting from zero? You know, th there's no problem with starting from zero, but you just need to plan in how are you going to find new customers? Where are you going to find them? You're going to need to do some advertising. You can't do this all for free. It's too difficult. So what are you going to do digital advertising on Facebook, Instagram, Google Analytics, uh, sorry, uh, Google PPC? Um, so what's your what's your um, strategy there? Um, is it going to be bricks and mortar? Is it going to be a shop? Are you going to be doing markets? Um, you might have to do some leaflets or some big banners. So you need to kind of factor that in, in, into your costs. Think about shipping. How are you going to get it to your customers? How much does it cost you? Think about your time uh, about to package it. Have you got time to package it? Do you need to employ maybe some of your family to help you out? You know, if you're doing something there, or if you've got a very big business, do you need to hire more people? Um, particularly if you're sort of growing a, a smaller e-commerce business into a bigger business. So think about how that's going to work. So all the little steps. I always tend to think the way to, best thing to do, if this can help you, is to do um, like a flow chart diagram of all your steps in terms of like how to sell a product and all the processes involved in terms of how to ship a product. So you know exactly at what stage things happen. That's brilliant for when you're onboarding new people into your team as well, because you can show them, you know, from a simple diagram, what happened when, um, and then if people get stuck, then you can identify where they get stuck down that flow chart. Um, kindly packaging is a, a big cost still. Um, so if you happen to use a lot of cardboard, it's a lot of money. Um, so look at that and maybe look at ways that you can negotiate with your shipping um, solution. So in terms of volume, the number of units um, that you might need to uh, try to gain or sell in order to get a discount. So that's also really useful to know. Make sure you've got insurance um, and then kind of factor in a returns rate or you know, uh, deliveries that perhaps don't make it um, intact. So there'd be a percentage. I think I was looking the other day for um, the cost of apparel for fashion. So the return uh, rate, I think it's about 25%. So then if you're thinking like 25% of, of your fashion business, you're going to end up being people sending products back to you. That's a massive cost um, in terms of shipping if you're providing that as free returns. If that's one of your unique selling points, that could... I mean, that you, you could go bankrupt quite quickly mm. if you don't account for that within your costs. Um, so just, you know, um, put that into your business plan about how that's going to work and where returns get sent to, how you're going to handle them, how quick are you going to turn those around? These are all questions um, which are, are really important, but they, they, they work well as an FAQs page. Um, and then kind of the, the next bit, and then I'm going to hand over to Gemma, who's going to talk about her side. So it's pretty much she's, I'm doing one section, Gemma's going to do the other. But the other bit I kind of really wanted to, to um, talk about was the customer journey. So we're going to, you need to really kind of focus on 
what the end result looks like in your mind before you even build it you know what what website your website what, which website do you inspire your website to be like so when you when you're inspired to start your business or you know inspired to keep going with your business you know where do you want to be and it might the website might not even be related to the service that you're doing at the moment it could be something else you're seeing and thinking i really like how they sell the, the features and benefits of the product with a video in the front and then like the products and underneath and i really like how few steps it takes to you know find a product see it click on it and buy it and how easy is it to buy you know when you get a certain somebody on your website <coughs> excuse me when you get somebody on your website how many steps do they have to um click on um to get you to Gemma I'm going to hand over to you because all right <laughs> no worries um so I've been having a look and um have some homepage best practices so the first one um which I thought was really interesting was making sure you design your website for mobile first um because shoppers tend to be coming to your website now especially e-commerce from a mobile device um optimize your homepage loading speed um apparently e-commerce shoppers don't want to wait more than three seconds for your site to load which is quite quick um because i think google say within six i think that's probably best practice for other types of websites um but yeah apparently that's a that's a big thing um making sure that your search and navigation is really really simple people don't want to be making five or six clicks to get to where they want to they don't want to be confused by if you've grouped things into particular pages or different types of products like t-shirts caps sweatshirts you want to make sure it's easy you don't want people clicking and then it not being what they either think they're clicking on it's the same for any website really um maximize the space above the fold so making sure that you promoting things that you want to promote there, highlighting your most popular products in that area um, things that sell the most or things that are high ticket that sell well for you um, make sure you've got a really streamlined checkout process as well again because people don't want to be clicking and having to add loads of details um, and make it easy for people to come back and buy again from you so you want to provide good quality items you want to provide a good service you want to provide um good checkout process good experience for them on the website a good customer journey um, and then i've got a few different things to help to increase sales so building your email list so making sure that you've got a pop-up banner or some kind of um promotional thing on your website that asks people to sign up to an email whether or not that's to get a discount off something on your website um because you want to try and make sure that you can then have a good email marketing strategy so you're reaching out to your customers all the time you're telling them things that you've got on there to sell um making sure that this is personalized and making sure that you've got your email marketing list split into different target areas because not everybody's going to want to have the same email about the same products people will have bought different things from you um making sure that you have um what's called scarcity tactics so that people don't want to miss out 
you're making sure that they are buying things, whether or not that's in limited supply or you're giving them a discount that's only valid for 24 hours or 48 hours. Um, having things that you can upsell. So if somebody's bought a product, something that goes alongside it or something extra that they might not have thought of. Again, optimizing mobile, make sure you've got your SEO plugin so you can see what people are using to find your website, find particular pages, find your products, making sure that you are on the right social media channels, you know where people are coming from. Um, showcase your top selling items. So making sure that you've got them on there as well. Integrate an Instagram because obviously you can do shoppable posts from um, Instagram business to your website as well with particular items. Making sure you've got your reviews on there. So whether it's product reviews or um, reviews about your, your company, how easy it was for them to purchase something for you because that's really important. Live chat. I think we covered this during one of the earlier podcasts where we said people want to be able to communicate with you instantly. Um, now they don't want to wait for a response. They don't want to wait a day to hear back from you. They want to hear straight away. Um, retargeting. So if you're doing any of the ads, like what you said before, Darren, um, making sure you've got your Facebook pixel on there. So if somebody's looking at a particular thing, you've got your retargeting ads going on if they then move on to Facebook. Um, having multiple payment options, not just one. Um to make sure that people can, if they prefer to use PayPal, use PayPal. If they want to use Stripe, they can use Stripe. If they, they can basically pay whichever format they prefer um, rather than just the one. And personalised messages. So if somebody signs up um, and puts their details in to register for your email list, that they get a little message that says, thanks, Gemma, for signing up. Thanks, Darren, for signing up. Um, because people do want a personalised experience. And I think that's everything. Unless you've got anything, unless you've got anything else to add, because obviously you've built a lot of e-commerce sites, Darren. Is any anything extra to add for the homepage? Or I think you, yeah, you think you've knocked it out of the park there. There's absolutely tons. I mean, you've got Apple Pay. You know, if you yeah. there's Google Pay as well. But it goes on top of what you were saying about offering different payment options. But some of that comes standard now when you're using like out of the box um, e-commerce um, providers. And I, I, you know, I do, I do want to say one thing is that I do still hear that people, I don't know why, I, th I think it might just be this might come from the web development community of, of builders where there's this whole thing against out of the box, um, you know, websites, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it whatsoever. Um, it really isn't. It's there's some amazing websites, some you know, really big promotional um, uh, like brands use mm -hmm. like Squarespace, Wix, Shopify now um, because. They're really quite complex. There's a lot that you can do in them that you couldn't do maybe two or three years ago. Um, we'll, you know, we'll have a look at Squarespace. I think actually in in a, in a future um, podcast, and I might, I think we'll have a look at doing like a video only podcast for that because mm -hmm. I can kind of like show you the different things that you can do, um, which is just really helpful. But in terms of now things like e-commerce and that, it's so fast. So, you know, you need to be able to get your products up there quite quickly. You might want to get um, new ranges up there, new quickly at spring, summer, autumn, winter, new promotions, um, new variations. And it's like you can do that so easily. And you can do it from your mobile phone and everything. You don't need to be tied to a laptop or a computer to be able to manage your, your website anymore. It's just like you shouldn't have to be having to do that in this day and age of technology. So 
I'm definitely ma massive advocate for like running your business, like using Squarespace, you know, Shopify, Wix, um, any of those. I'm not a big lover of WordPress. Most people who know me don't know that I don't like WordPress, but, um, but you know, if you've got it, as long as you understand how to use it and you feel comfortable changing text and uploading um, stuff, that's great. You've got WooCommerce, of course, mm -hmm. WordPress as well. Um, but it's just, I always find it just a little bit clunky using all these plugins and whereas, these other provide um, solutions do everything for you. I think that's pretty much it. I think we've come to the end of time. But if you've got any questions, you're listening to this and think, I'd love to know this about e-commerce. Um, we're going to be talking about the marketing funnel and the customer journey on future podcasts. So do look out for those um, because things have changed a lot over the last like five or six years. So we're going to have a look more about the customer journey and how the marketing funnel works in terms of sales cycle as well. Because um, I think there's a really interesting things in there that can help everybody, regardless if you've got an amazing performing website or not. Um, it's definitely good to keep reviewing um, the, the, the actual customer journey in your own business. Um, but until then, I hope you found this podcast useful. Get in contact with us using the, the links in the show notes below and have a click through some of the useful links which we'll have down in the show notes. And uh, we'll see you on episode 18 very soon. See you later. Bye for now.